0: Hello and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. We have another fantasy file on the way here featuring Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott. I know it was quite the spectacle, you know, for the better part of the past two years. Are the Cowboys actually going to give him, you know, this long-term deal that we knew his talents warranted but just wouldn't get? It was rumors after rumors after rumors okay, he is finally going to be a Dallas Cowboy for the foreseeable future. Jerry Jones has paid him far too much money to make that anything other than the outcome here again for the foreseeable future. So very excited for Dak that he got paid. But people, I understand if you're not the biggest Dak, Stan, super fan at this point in time. You know, one playoff win, even though he played great in that Packers loss and, you know, he really wasn't, uh, you know, I would say the overwhelming issue in that Rams uh, loss they had either. Uh, I just think that Dak... He doesn't get the love of the public, I think, because for a long time, I mean, 2016, everything was set up pretty great for him. So, and same thing with 2019. I mean, you know, when you lead the league in passing yards or become, you know, within 100 of Jameis, I believe he got the honor uh, that year, you know, a lot goes right for you as a quarterback. Obviously, in 2016, when the Cowboys ripped off that, I believe, 13 and 3 campaign, uh, number one seed looking good, Dak was a huge reason why. So even though he's been great as a real life quarterback for stretches, we did see in 2017, I think. Mean, Three straight games where they couldn't even score over 10 points when Tyron Smith and Ezekiel Elliott were out 2018 before they got Amari Cooper. Things were looking incredibly rough in the first half of the season without giving Dak a true number one receiver. So we had just seen Dak while he played great for stretches. We also had some evidence that the haters could pull out and say, well, when you take away some great pieces of his offense, you know, he's not so good. People, we can play this game with freaking anybody. It's why we've been pounding the drum to get Lamar Jackson actual number one wide receiver. It's not like, <laughs> for some reason, these quarterbacks, like, how, how much help do they need? Like, I don't know. Patrick Mahomes has the fastest wide receiver in the NFL and the best receiving tight end we've seen uh maybe ever. I'm not saying Kelsey's the best, but, like, look at every great quarterback throughout time and find me one other than a few instances, you know, Brady and some of those crappy Patriots uh, teams in terms of wide receivers uh, in past years, you know, guys elevating uh, poor supporting cast. I understand every now and then you see a quarterback help elevate some lesser wide receivers, but it's not illegal to just give your great quarterback some great players. And that is finally what the Cowboys have managed to do around Dak Prescott. With that said, though, last year, as great as Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, all these guys were thrown the ball to. This was a bad Cowboys offense line people because all the usual suspects were hurt. Travis Stredge retired after 2019. Tyron Smith played two games last year, their all-world left tackle. Lel Collins, who honestly was starting to kind of play a little bit better than this older version of Tyron Smith, their right tackle, he played zero games. So truly just no help from really the Cowboys offensive line. And we saw that while Dak was starting, it just didn't matter. Again, this was to me the first time that we had really seen Dak overcome a bad situation and still maintain in really good numbers in both real life and fantasy. I mean, the Cowboys in week one last year got held to 17 points against the Rams. If you remember that game, should have gone to overtime. Dak threw a perfect like 50-yard pass to Michael Gallup, about 20 seconds left, and Jalen Ramsey, one of the strongest and most physical cornerbacks in the league, did a hell of a job pretending like Michael Gallup pushed off on him, but whatever. you know, Middling game against the Rams, fine. 40 points against the Falcons, 31 points against the Seahawks, 38 points against the Browns, and 37 points against the Giants were the other four performances we got to see Dak Prescott. And my point in saying this, people, because look, I get it, those aren't fabulous defenses, but my goodness, like the way this team fell off afterwards 10 points against the cardinals three points against washington nine points against philly 19 points against the steelers like okay the cowboys had some good games towards the end of last year dalton was a complete trash for the entire season but man oh man like when you took tack out of that offensive equation and everything else remained the same like to watch the cowboys go from truly anybody's idea of an elite offense to just Awful, like unplayable for that good four or five week stretch. It really is a testament to how good uh, Dak really was in 2020. Again, people, more times than not, fantasy, Dak has already been great. We need to realize that fantasy and real life football are not the same thing. So while I, you know, I'm open to people not crowning Dak yet. I've, I've said this. With that said, we need to crown him in fantasy. That's what he's already been. In 2016, he finished as the fantasy QB6. In 2017, he was the QB9. 2018, QB10. 2019, QB2. Obviously, last year, he couldn't play 16 games for the first time in his career, so we didn't see the same overall finish, but my goodness everybody overall Dak last year he averaged 26.9 fantasy points per game second highest mark ever from a quarterback in a single season other than 2019 Lamar Jackson I get it we are taking a small five game sample but in Dak's defense like he's even getting job because he didn't play most of the second half of that game against the Giants so really like the fact that Dak has the second highest fantasy points per game mark ever behind one of the more special seasons we've seen a quarterback playing. Lamar Jackson. Even with four and a half games, more or less, it just tells you all you need to know about uh, what the 2020 Cowboys offense was capable of achieving. And again, people, I mean, our first episode of Fantasy Files, talking about Stefan Diggs I kind of glossed over just their offense because it's the same group same thing with the Cowboys except we should expect things to almost be better CeeDee Lamb you know sure look like the quote-unquote I don't love this word but we'll go a generational receiving prospect that a lot of people built him up to be the guy's still only 22 years old Amari Cooper even if he's not ever going to be the top five receiver that some of his talents you know have suggested at times I do think he deserves to be in any conversation about the top five route runners and man like any offense in the league is better with Amari Coopers. He's a great wide receiver one. I don't need to go too much further uh, with that. Michael Gallup, I mean, he's one of the more overqualified wide receiver threes in the league at this point. I mean, went over 1,100 yards with Dak in 2019. Still showed off the big playability last year. Unfortunately, just a factor for him not getting enough targets behind CD and Cooper. But, again, these are good problems for Dak to have, even if receivers aren't getting as many targets as we prefer. Blake Jarwin should be back this year. I have my doubts, you know, whether or not he'll fully pull away from Dalton Shore. Either way, people, he provided a new seam-stretching uh, threat that they just really didn't have in the offense last year. And then, like, Zeke was terrible last year as a receiver. Him and Miles Sanders tied for their position uh, lead and drops. But, you know, normally Zeke, was a he's always been a great pass blocker. Hopefully he picks it up as a receiver. And if not, that just means we get more Tony Pollard, who we know is electric in space. And, you know, being that former wide receiver, running back, hybrid position that we also saw Gibson, Antonio Gibson, play with Memphis, like, we know Pollard can do big things as a receiver. If Zeke continues to struggle, and that means Pollard gets out there, that could end up being a net positive for Dak. So hopefully more health for Dak, hopefully more health for his offensive line, and we're going to see just even bigger and better things because these skill position players, people, remain as loaded as ever before. And, I mean, I don't think this defense is going to be great like they'll probably improve because we see it's usually pretty rare to see bad defenses stay awful year in and year out. It's already, you know, a little bit fluky just in terms of turnover luck and, you know, what the offense is doing to help them out. So it's, you know, I'm much more confident in, in expecting year to year progress from offenses than defenses. With that said, the Cowboys did, I think do a good job in the draft of getting some value, whether or not you want to, you know, question the characters they were picking, you know, adding a uh, Parsons and some of those corners to the defense is going to help. Now, Will they be better than 28th in, fantasy po- in, um, excuse me, in total points allowed per game? I, I would guess they'll be better than 28th, but are they going to be top 20? I don't know. We're still looking at an, a below-average defense with a great offense and people that has a fantasy recipe that we absolutely love. So before we get to our PFF, Lily Dax, I want to quickly give a shout-out to Underdog Fantasy. If you like fantasy football and if you like playing fantasy for money, you need to check out Underdog Fantasy. Underdog's got everything, including season-long and playoff best ball. Best ball is a season-long game where you draft a team like you normally do. But that's it. There's no in-season roster management. Underdog automatically selects your best performers each week, saving you loads of time. Go to Underdog Fantasy and deposit $10 using promo code PFF and get a free PFF Edge annual subscription. That's promo code PFF. Draft now at Underdog Fantasy. So my PFF Lily, Dax stat. I kind of messed this up in a tweet which was unfortunate. But at first, I thought that Dak Prescott and Daniel Jones, who played 14 games last year, again, Dak was about four and a half. I thought they had scored the same amount of touchdowns because Jones had 11 passing, one rushing. Dak had nine passing, three rushing, no, people. Dak actually scored more touchdowns than Daniel Jones last year because we cannot forget that Dak had that receiving score as well. So, you know, apologies for those that might have seen my tweet. It's on me. I'm not trying to send out, you know, too much BS on the old Twitter sphere. Okay, sometimes, but you know what I'm saying. But it is a good reminder as we are going through these uh, fantasy months, you know, we want to be as Obviously, factually accurate as possible. So remember, Dak got the receiving score. I believe Cam had at least one or two receiving scores. A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, they had onside kick returns for touchdowns. Don't forget about these little things if you're the fancy football analyst like myself and trying to not look uh, stupid, which is always the goal here. So overall, fancy outlook with Dak Prescott, though, people. He is my QB4 entering the year. But he is in that QB1 tier. Again, I do think there's a case to be made that he could be the overall QB1 because last year he was the QB1 fantasy points per game. With that said, I would take Patrick Mahomes over Dak. I mean, look, at this point, we've already seen Mahomes post two of the NFL's seven highest scoring seasons from a QB in terms of fantasy points per game ever. I mean, honestly, like post Dak ankle surgery rushing ability could be pretty equal to Patrick Mahomes. So I don't, I think we're just looking at, you know, clearly I don't think I need to go into too much more detail. Why Mahomes is the overall fancy QB one. You guys get it. I'd also take Josh Allen ahead of Dak reigning overall QB one. Just feel better about the 2021 version of both Josh and, you know, gun to my head, probably that Bills offense and maybe not the skill position talent overall. I give me the Cowboys there, but with what Brian DeBowl has done and just kind of having Allen cemented in there and looks so good last year, uh, I'm fine going with Josh Allen. And I would also take Kyler Murray ahead of Dak Prescott. I mean, Kyler he combines that Lamar just ridiculous rushing upside with more passing ability than we would really seen from Lamar at this point. I mean, Kyler last year, he owned the highest fantasy points per game in a single season record in weeks 1 through 11 last year before he injured his shoulder, and then we had a 3-game stretch where he really just wasn't running as much as we were uh, used to seeing. So, look, these dual-threat quarterbacks, Lamar and Kyler, if they can get their good passing years, like they are going to rise to the top. So, I have Lamar as my QB5 still in Tier 1. If you want to shuffle these guys i'm not in a big disagreement again i think every single guy here has a case as the overall qb1 that's why they're in the top tier so Dak qb4 for me again just think the skill position talent combined with the defense being bad and combined with Dak being a demonstrated great fantasy qb too much to pass up i understand if you're more of a late round guy and a quarterbacks uh you know just the quarterback range usually but i would say people if you're going best ball It's good to have one of these quarterbacks before round seven or eight. You know, you don't want to be uh, really dumpster diving too much. So as much as I love my guy Ryan Fitzpatrick late round QB season, uh, don't be afraid to go get Dak early because it's pretty rare to see some of these fancy stacks where you don't really have to spend a first or even a second round pick on the receivers. That is what we have with Dak. Like he's expensive for a QB, but Amari Cooper, he's going in the wide receiver two range. So is CeeDee Lamb. Michael Gallup is even cheaper and Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz are pretty much free. So Cowboys offense, we all love it and not quite as expensive a stack as some might think. Quick shout out to DraftKings before we get out of here. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you a chance to lower the over-under on a featured playoff game. All players who pace, place a bet on the featured basketball game will have a hand in lowering the over-under in the game. And that's right, for every 1,500 players who bet the over on a select game, the over-under will drop by one point. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit with, with all your funds at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF when you sign up to hammer the over. For every 1,500 people that bet the over in the featured game, line will decrease by one point. Yes, this is your chance to improve the odds, of the overhitting. so tell your friends and family call your wife call your kids this is a team effort hammer the over and improve your odds of d- doubling your money as promo code pff for a limited time only only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Restrictions apply. Maximum $25 wager. Sheesh, one per customer. Offer ends May 23rd, 2021. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. Stay tuned for more Fantasy Files throughout the summer. I'm Ian Hardison. Until next time, take care, everybody.